20, 20, 20, 28 minutes or less podcast. Minutes or Less Podcast with S. Foster. What's good, people? This is S. Foster of the 28 Minutes or Less Podcast, and this is episode 40 of the 28 Minutes or Less Podcast. And I got a very special guest on with me, man. This is the the captain, he called himself, of the... <laughs> of the First Class Podcast and the co-host of the C Podcast. I have E. Carter on the pod with me, man. How you feeling, man? I'm, man, I'm feeling good, man. It's blessed to be here. Thanks for having me on. Like, like you said, I am the captain of First Class and also the co-host of the C Podcast. Definitely. Yes, but it's man. good to be here. Man, I appreciate you coming on, man. We had, uh, this, it's been, it's been in, it's been in talks for a while, man, but it's finally here, finally able to get our schedules together and all that type stuff. And, um, you know, I want to get right into it, man, because I, I feel that you are a very interesting dude, man. Just by listening to your podcast, you know, I started listening to the C podcast as well. Um, so, you know, when it comes to the first class, you know, y'all go into a whole bunch of different topics and things like that. The C podcast is more of a sports podcast. And, um, but what I wanted to get into, man, for the uh, very first order of business is how you got into podcasting. But before we get there, I always thought it was amazing when the first time I heard you on and the first time I heard of you was when you came on Scoop's Already Home podcast. Okay, and yeah. Yeah, that's the, first, that's the first time I even heard of E. Carter. And so he was saying that you started a, 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 mag, a magazine. And I was like, yo, I was like, that's dope for somebody to start a magazine, you know what I'm saying, in the early to mid-2000s because magazines was a big thing in the, you know, the 80s and the 90s. So how did you get that idea of starting a magazine, man? To be honest, it was it was a dream that I had. So I, um, I, I just, it was something like I was young and I always wanted to do something, right? So I was like, man... It's something that I want to do, man. I want to start a career. I want to be an entrepreneur. Like I'm, I was tired for uh, from working for people at an early age. <coughs> Excuse me. So I was like, man, and I just had a dream, man. And then I just woke up and was like, yo, ain't nobody doing the magazine. And it was funny because uh, one of my brothers. He had a dream about his business as well that same type of night. So the next day, we we played phone tag for like three hours. Like, he called me, but I'm calling him, like, you know, all of that. And then by the time we linked up, he like, bro, I had this dream I got to tell you about. I'm like, shit, me too. So we get to, he tell me what he uh, what his dream was about, what he trying to do. And then I'm like, man, a magazine and everything kind of jailed. So he like, well, if I do what I'm doing and you do what you're trying to do, it's going to blow. Like, all right, cool. But the thing with the happened with the magazine is I did a, a lot of research for like about seven years before I even like, you know, I was talking about it, talking about it, researching, talking about it. And then uh, about maybe about 
and this is my third year of podcasting. So about three, four, about four years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go for it. So I, I went forward. I, I bought my LLC first class. It was gonna be first class magazine. So all the first class is originating from what the magazine was gonna be. So everything I do with podcasting is, is kind of resembles my idea of what I wanted to do with the magazine. So, mm-hmm. and my whole thought process was the fact of I wanted to highlight, uh, I wanted to highlight local local business, uh, new business, small business, entrepreneurs. I wanted to highlight all those people. And then I also wanted to bring up, uh, you know, certain discussions, certain articles, as far as like depression, anxiety, relationships and stuff like that. Like I didn't want it to be just an entertainment thing or I didn't want it to be just a, for lack of better words, home and gardens. You know what I mean? I want it to be a whole package. And I wanted people who is in home and gardens to send me stuff to where, boom, that's that's the article that we're going to put in home and garden section. You know, I want to do advertisement and all of that. But uh, eventually, man, I just didn't have the right team around me at that time to do it. I was doing a lot of that stuff myself. And for a magazine, that's very hard to do. When you're trying to, one, build a magazine, get articles, get interviews, get advertisement, and then also pictures and everything else. I was I was trying to do it all myself. I was gonna be the captain the the co-captain, the editor, you know what I'm saying? And it, it just ended up getting overwhelming and I seen myself getting stressed out about it. And I'm like, man, this is something I'm trying to do to kind of relieve stress to be an entrepreneur so I can do something that I, I would love to do. And it's doing nothing but bringing me more stress. So I kind of just cut it. And then uh, what kind of gravitated me to podcasting was you know, a mutual friend that we both have, Scoops, you know what I'm saying, between him and then my brother, my brother Siege, um, who was also the host of the C podcast. Them two people, they already had a podcast going. And uh, my brother Siege, his uh, original podcast is the Link podcast. And he started the Link Entertainment. So I, I talked to him and I talked to Scoops. And they was asking me about the magazine. How was everything working? How was everything checking out? And I'm like, man, I cut it, man, because I was it was just too much. I'm not meeting my deadline. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't want to put keep pushing it back because me pushing it back feels like I'm not going to do it. I've been pushing it back for six, seven years at this point. Like, I want to put it out this year. And I keep having to push back my deadline, and I didn't like that. So they was like, well, <laughs> they both told me, like, man, You've always had a gift of gab, bro. Why don't you just do a podcast? I'm like, man, I don't know, man. Y'all do the podcast thing, man. And it was like, man, look, you can do the same thing that you wanted to do for the magazine mm-hmm. and your podcast. Like, it's about how you created them, what you want to talk about. So I'm like, I, I got to thinking about it, got to thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? That might be right, man. Because instead of me writing and typing stuff and all of that, I'd rather just say it. Like I'm one of those people that if I got to text you a long paragraph, I'll just call you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't feel like typing yeah. all of that. I'd rather just tell you so you can get it in my own words. Like 
whether it's directions or whatever it is. I'll just rather just tell you. So that's kind of how the, the idea sparked uh, for doing a podcast. Yeah, like, because everybody had, because I had Scoot's on uh, the last time he was on this platform and he was telling me how he used to do, he said he had a camcorder in high school. And so he was like, he started recording stuff, putting stuff on YouTube and, all, you know, when YouTube was fairly new and all this type stuff. And he was just like that kind of, you know, opened up a gateway of thinking about doing a podcast or whatnot when podcasting really became a thing. And right. me, I started like I get exactly what you're saying, because what I started doing was. I started a blog where mm -hmm. I would just put out like sport takes and, you know, whatever was the hot thing that was going on. You know, like I remember doing one blog where it was like, um, black players in America, like in the NFL, all this type stuff. And then I remember I did one about um I think it was when TO was first eligible of being um in the super not the Super Bowl, but the uh, Hall of Fame and he didn't okay, make yeah. it. And so then I started talking about how receivers how the Hall of Fame do receivers wrong. It's it's only been, you know, now it's the fourth one. Uh Calvin Johnson just became the fourth first Hall of uh, first ballot Hall of Fame receiver. So it's not many wow. of them. So yeah, like it's even though we just we just talked about that on the C podcast when we were talking about uh, Hall of Fame inductees, but I did not know that uh, Calvin Johnson was only the fourth first ballot. I did not know that. Yes, it was uh, Steve Largen, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and uh, Calvin Johnson. Like that's it. Like, everybody else, they at least waited a year and all that type stuff. So I started doing that. And then I was just like, well, I could get my point across more by talking. So I started doing YouTube videos, you know. So then I started doing YouTube videos. And then once I seen that that, that, that was that, – I didn't really like the whole thing, like, being on camera. So – and especially I wasn't comfortable at that time of doing it. And then I started hearing about podcasts. And then once I finished uh, – did you ever read Charlemagne's book, Black Privilege? Opportunities come no. to those who create it. Oh man! No. Once I finish that, that next week I start the podcast. Hey, like I'm book. still, I'm still reading this joint, Fifty Cent. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, I'm still reading that one. Uh, uh, Curtis Jackson, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter joint. Yeah, I'm still reading that right now. Yeah, like that. That was that was the book that really like kicked it off for me. I was like, yo, I'm I'm gonna start this podcast thing. But I was kind of like you in a way. Like, well, the thing is. What was difficult for me was I was by myself at this. Like, I didn't have a co-host or nothing. Like, my very first episode of the Stolen Time podcast called The Introduction, and I was by myself solo the whole joint. And then my homeboy, Mark, who I just had on the Stolen Time podcast on episode 204, he listened to it, and he was like, yo, he was like, it was cool. You know, there's a few things you can button up, but he was like, man, you need a co-host. You need somebody to feed off of you. And so the only thing I could think of, I was like, well, hell, the only person I noticed around me that liked to talk is my uncle. So yeah. I went, went to my uncle and then we just started it. But like, and then like the team, like I started something without a team and built the team while it was going. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like okay. I, I, did it, yeah. I did it in reverse. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you had a team with your, with your magazine and like, and then yes and ended no. up doing, okay. Like so I, 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 I had a team, like 
basically what happened with the magazine was I asked a couple of my homies, a couple of brothers, and was like, yo, I'm about to start this. Are you down? Are you are you with me? You trying to do this with me or not? They're like, yeah. They're like, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. I'm like, all right, cool. Cause it's not like a good idea, bro. I'm with you. I'm like, all right, cool. But once I started telling people what I needed, then the excuses started. <laughs> like, oh man, I was gonna do this, but man, I don't know, bro. This ain't my niche, which is understandable. Like, if it's not your niche, it's not your niche. But my thing at that time was the fact of like, none of this is my niche. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, I'm doing something so brand new to me that I don't know. I'm I'm learning as I go, you know. So that's kind of how the start and fall of the magazine happened. And then even with the podcast, I kind of did the same thing. Like, yo, I'm doing a podcast, bro. Would you I think it'd be sweet if I had a co-host? Like, cause my uh my brother, like I said, Siege, brother Curtis, he uh he does his solo, but he also have guests. Um, and then the C podcast, me and him both do together. But that, of course, that happened later, you know, recently. So I was like, man, all right, cool. I'm like, he does his solo. I'm like, Scoots has a co-host. So those are my two comparisons for podcasting because I wasn't into podcasting. It wasn't an idea. I didn't listen to nobody. The only people I listened to was the people that I already knew that who did it just to show support, you know what I mean? And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, cool. I'm like, all right, well, Scoots does his like this, but Brad does his like this. I like both of their platforms and the way they do they, they casting. I'm like, but I feel like I got best of both worlds. I feel like I'm smack in the middle. So I'm like, how can I, how can I do that? So, yeah, you know, I just kind of thought about it, you know, brainstorm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just holler at a couple people see what they think, see if they want to be a co-host. So I holler, I was originally, I originally I was only supposed to have one co-host. No, I started out trying to have two. My one brother was like, bruh, that's not me, bruh. I don't want to make no promises that I can't commit to. So I'm going to just say no. I'm like, I was salty, but I can respect that. So I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. And then my other brother, he was like, fuck it. Yeah, bruh, I'm down, bruh. I know you, was, I told you I was down with the magazine. You're trying to do this. And the thing is, while we was talking about the magazine, he was like, bro, we should just do a podcast. He said that while we were doing magazine talk. I heard it, but I wasn't listening because I'm like, bro, that's cool, but magazine business now. Like, eventually, yeah. we can do magazine branch off podcast and make it all one thing. So, but I'm like, right now, we got to do the magazine. So he was like, man, I told you we should do a podcast. Yeah, bro, I'm with you. I'm like, all right, cool. I want to have a guest on my first show. So his uh, his cousin, who was a music artist, who eventually ended up being another co-host, he was my first guest. And then after that sh first show, he was like, "Bruh, that like, cause we did two takes on that first that, that first show that I did that very <laughs> first show, cause we started off and you know I said how everybody was doing, man. We all gave our little openings and everything like that. I'm like, hey, we got to guess such and such." Tell the people who you are, blah, blah, blah. And then so I dove into that. I didn't do, I don't think I did quotes back then or anything. I think we just kind of dove back in. And I was like, uh, so he was like, I mean, hold on, time out. Like, is this an interview or what? I'm like, nah, it's not an interview. So like, 
you a guest. Like, so I got topics and you a guest to the show. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, yeah. okay. So we redid it. Like, all right, cool. Like, boom, I'm going to wipe this out. All right, we're going to start from, from the top. Boom, we do it all over again. Then after it was all said and done, he was like, bro, that was dope, bro. Like, that was cool. Like, it felt comfortable, bro. Like, do you mind if, like, do you think I could be a co-host? And I'm like, shit, I, I originally wanted to have two co-hosts. So I was like, yeah, bro, like, if you're going to be here, man, we're going to, and at that time, I was doing it every week. So I was like, man, we do it every Saturday, bro. If you think you can be here every Saturday or most of the Saturdays or whatever the case may be so we can record, then bet. But if you're going to be flaky and stuff like that, bro, then I don't need you. And he was like, man, nah, man, this is dope. I'll definitely be back. And that's kind of, that's definitely how the original, <laughs> the original cast, like, I've, I've had a, a couple different cat, uh, co-hosts over the last three years. But that's how the original started. That's how it all started off right there. I guess became a co-host. <laughs> hey, that was that was really the, that first time that episode two, Uncle Washington was a guest. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, once we got towards the end, he was just like, yo, he's like, I like this. We can do this every day. I was like, yo, I was like, a podcast, you don't do it every day. I said, but if you don't mind, I was like, we could do this every week. And he was like, cool. Cause see, at that time, you know, my uncle, like my uncle, he married into the family. You know what I'm saying? But he's originally from New York and he moved down here in 2000. And um, so when he first came around, it was just like, all right, you know, he a cool dude, whatnot. But then like what ended up happening, we went to a family, a family reunion, probably like, I don't know, maybe like 2015 or something like that. And it was just like, he was like the only person that was kind of around. I was like, man, let me go holler at Uncle Washington. And it was like, the more we talked, the more we clicked. And it was just like, damn, like, he just became like my favorite person, like, right off the rip. And it was like, we, I would go over there every weekend, every Saturday, and we would just sit and talk for like two, two and a half, three hours. So hey, that's it's crazy how that clicked. It's it crazy how that just talking, man, you build that chemistry with people, man, and it's it's a great feeling, man. And I and I try to I try to tell those uh those introverts like like I know you don't like talking to people, but it's it's you should talk to people, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, because you never know what's gonna come out. Like Yeah, I like and I'm an introvert. Like I don't like really going up and just talking to strangers, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's like never been my thing. So it sounds weird to be an introvert and to be doing podcasting and to be interviewing people. It sounds kind of weird. But like, you know, when I'm doing this, I'm in a comfort zone. And like when you've been doing it for as long as I've been doing it, it's not really a thing anymore. And right. so like when when um, so once we start doing a podcast and he started being like a regular, it was just like I would tell people like we're just doing what we normally would do. We're just recording it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all this shit. He was talking about it's just stuff that we would have talked about anyway and then i started doing solo joints because like i say we have a huge age difference so it would be some topics that he wouldn't be too fond not too fond of but he just didn't know as much because he's not on social media and and all this type of stuff so i don't start doing solo joints and then scoop started hitting me it was like yo but like i don't see how you could do 
a whole hour by yourself on the podcast. He was just like, man, like, what hey, do you do? Literally, like, real talk, man. Like, that's – I don't – for anybody who does a podcast by themselves, I give a, a big congratulations to, a hand clap, <laughs> a handshake, a pat on the back. Because, like, I did a I did a sketch just to kind of see – no, I, I didn't even do a sketch. I did a live one day. I was like – one of the little things I was going to do at a point in time was every Friday when I got off of work, I, uh, I was going to do a live and just talk to the listeners and see what people like, don't like, and just have a regular conversation, no topics involved, and just chop it up. But wasn't nobody entering the live, and I'm like, I don't really have nothing to talk about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm listening to music, I'm grooving and the shit, and I'm like, I don't have nothing to talk about, man, without nobody being here, man. And I don't yeah. know, like one of my one of my biggest things and one of the reasons why I wanted wanted and still want to always have a co-host is the fact of everybody has a different opinion and a different view of seeing things. So mm -hmm. just because I see things and view something a certain way, somebody else might have a difference of opinion. Now Having a call, having a call, so you might you might agree with me, you might not. Uh, that kind of it don't go sideways, but can make it difficult. Is the fact of the difference of personalities. Yeah. Because at at one time I had it was it's funny guy James. It was ADR, Chrissy. Yeah, I had I had four co-hosts and me at one at last season. Remote for most of last season, you know what I mean. So, four different people, four different personalities. Like, oh my gosh, man, it it was cool. But if you remember last year or last season, a little bit, like some of them combos kind of went up, up a couple. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like all right, and I'm like, all right, boom, we need to chill. You got somebody that's in a funny mood that just want to grill. Somebody else is trying to be serious. We still got topics to do, but you're going, you're not going to just grill me on air and think that I'm not going to say nothing back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> like it's a couple, it's a couple shows that we had that it was definitely a little mini grill session. And it's a couple episodes where it's probably about like 90 seconds of just straight laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the thing like with me and Uncle Washington and when I started doing solos, like I said, it was it was it was one thing of him not being up on some stuff or, you know, maybe, you know, he's not listening to some of the music that I'm listening to. And I want to talk about this album or something. And then other times when I would do a solo, it was the fact of like there was other things that I wanted to get to. And my uncle, man, he he has a tendency to just ramble. He He goes off the rails and it just be like. <laughs> I had some other things I wanted to talk about and I wasn't able to get it off. So it's like, yo, I'm just going to do another one like by myself to get all of that stuff off. And apparently I must have got good at it because me and Scoots started being in communication around like, I think I was, because he was on episode 27, right? And like I say, it's on 204 now. And we started communicating with each other around by, you know, 22, 23, something like that. And so he reached out to me and he was just like, yo, how do you do a podcast solo? He was like, I just don't see how you're able to get on there 
and just talk. And I was like, now tell me, do you do things like this? I told him, I said, dude, it's two things. I said, number one, I'm just crazy as fuck. I said, because you got to have some <laughs> kind of, you know what I'm saying, psychological problem with you. I said, but the other thing that I do is I go over podcasts in my head. You know what I'm saying? So I'm basically like having this conversation of like, all right, this is the podcast I'm going to do today. So like I'm basically, while I'm working, I'm doing a podcast in my head. And then by the time I get home, like I've already kind of rehearsed it. Yeah, it's just, it's like, just a roll. Yeah, it's just a roll yeah. at that point. Yeah. 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 But I told him, I said, but this, this is another thing, though. That's the secret. You got to be well educated on what you're talking about. Because if, if you go in by yourself and then you stumble and then you start, you know, you start losing information out your head. Because, like, I'm not a, a note jotter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I go on. Either. Yeah, it, like I tried to do that, and then like I feel like it just slows me down. I feel like I'm too fast for it. So it's just yeah. like I really I, I go in with a mindset and I just go with it. Like, do you do some of that stuff, like going into the first class or even the C podcast? Uh, well, with the C, I'll start off with the C podcast. With the C podcast, me and uh me and my brother, like he he is a. Uh, hundred percent professional. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know I talk I talk in my hands, so I do a lot of this. <laughs> but he uh he uh he hundred percent a professional, man. So before we even go on air, he like, all right, cool. Let's go over the topics again, man. I want to talk about this. And then the funny thing is, is while we're going over stuff, we end up talking about stuff. And I'm like, and I stop because I'm like, man, hey, we need to save that for the show. He's like, yeah, yep. you're right, you're right, you're right. Because like to me, I'm like, all right, if I say it now, it might not come out the same way later. So, you know what I mean? So, but we we I do jot down notes and stuff like that, certain things I want to plug in when I do the C podcast, just because you know, I'm a co-host at that point. So mm -hmm. being being a co-host, I'm feeding off of him. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm vibing with you. You saw you already told me what couple points you want to make. So let me jot this down so I can make this point or this point. Now, as far as the first class, I usually just write the topics down. I write the topics down. I try to send them out to everybody. So if they want to do some research or whatever the case may be, then they have time to do it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not always perfect with it. You know, you might get it the day of or the day before, but I usually try to get it to them in enough time to where, you know, if you want to do some research or study on some stuff, then you can. Excuse me. So, but as far as like jotting down notes, I just let it flow, man. Like, and and that's uh, that's one of the things that a, a lot of people like in my in my circle or a lot of people that I know that actually listen to the show and stuff like that. They're like, man, I like the way that you just. It feel like all of this is. Like you said, uh, like you said to me off air, it sounds like a regular conversation. It's a, this is the same conversation we would have, but we just recording it. And for the mm -hmm. most part, it is like it's still a little structured, but the conversation is still the same. My opinions and everything else is still the same. So with well, first class, man, I kind of just let it flow, man. I I structure up the topics and uh, and then I just kind of let it ride out from there and hear people's different opinions and I usually always go live on Facebook 
because I like to uh, I like to communicate with the the people who do listen and tune in. So I have I do I go live so people can comment and they can have their suggestions. You've been on there a couple of times, so that way you know everybody's in the audio. Whatever your suggestions are or comments are, or sometimes I'm like, man, oh his name is right on my tongue. I can't remember it. And somebody yeah. will pop in like, hey, it's such and such. Like, that's who it is. It was such and such. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I kind of just like the as far as me, me with uh with the first class podcast, man, I kind of just like to go with the flow with just enough structure to keep everything rolling. Yeah, understandable. Like, do you come across this? Like, one thing a problem that I had with Uncle Washington was, you know, we in the very beginning, we communicated a lot. And we had to cut down communications because we started doing podcasts over the phone. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, yo, I'm like, oh, we're trying to talk about this on the pod. But like, he'll just keep going and going. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll just redo it. But it was more authentic on the phone. And like, it didn't come off the way that I wanted to come off you know, on the podcast. So, like, do all of y'all, like, have conversations, like, about things that y'all are going to talk about on the podcast? And you kind of got to, you know, scale that back? Or do y'all just communicate and y'all don't talk about shit that y'all going to do on the pod? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Like, if I got a topic and I send it out and uh, somebody's like, hey, uh, what do you mean by that? Then I might go into a little bit more detail and then we might have a back and forth on what I was talking about as far as what that topic was. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, all right. Uh, when we were talking about uh, anxiety, and it was like, well, what do you mean about anxiety? I'm like, well, just the different cause and effect, how, how people feel. Are you the only one? Like, it's kind of just wide open on, on just how, well, on the many different things that we can talk about. But we ended up conversing about it. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. But what you just said, I want you to remember that for the show. But it'll never come out like that, like you said. So usually I just try to send it out. I just try to send out the topics. Uh, I know me and my brother, we talk we talk business and stuff like that all the time. So sometimes we'll, we'll talk about a podcast and information before we even do the show. Sometimes it might come, it might come out in the show. But like we always kind of refer to it as a, hey, like we was talking about before, like you know what I mean, like hey, so remember we had this conversation earlier this week when you said blah 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 blah, I felt blah 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 blah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean it kind of it kind of goes various different ways. Uh, usually, usually if it's something that if I felt like we getting too heavy in it, I try I try to cut it. <laughs> like if we just communicating and talking, I'm like, hey, that's cool, bro. But all of this stuff can all all this information can be saved for the show. So write it down. I don't know. I don't know if you need to save it to make it a fresh topic for you. But I don't want to talk about it no more. Let's let's switch to something else. Cause yeah. I just wanna cause when we when we shoot and uh when we record, I want to keep everything fresh, man. I want everything to be authentic. I don't wanted to sound premeditated. So do you have this, uh, and then I want to get into like, you know, how much of an entrepreneur you are and all that type of stuff. But when, when you are, especially when you're doing the first class podcast, because 
like you said, you're the captain of that podcast. And when you are, hey. you know, the, the, the leader, like, because you, you wear a different hat when you're a co-host and when you're a guest. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you don't have to put in the effort. You don't have to carry it and all that type of stuff. Not to, not to say that, you know, your co-host can't carry it, but, like, you hold a different hat and you have a different responsibility and, like, you present the topics and you pretty much dictate on how long, like, yo, okay, we're going too long. It's time to move to another one. And do you ever feel like a certain kind of pressure? Like when you are the one that's like kind of controlling the podcast when you're doing uh, first class? Yes. Honestly, I get nervous almost, almost every single time I do a show. Right before we do a show, before we go on air, I hook up the live and all of that. I'm I'm always a little bit nervous. I always go over uh, what I got written down again. Like like you said, as far as notes earlier, like I'm not a huge note taker, but I do write down my script for the show. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not all coming off the top. So I do have my topics written down. If I got an advertisement, I'm like, all right, between this topic and this topic, I want to plug in this advertisement. Uh, between this topic and this topic, I might do a shout out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just depending on what comes up. Uh, or in the beginning, I'm like, all right, I want to do this quote. But I always get nervous. I always get a little a little nervous before I do a show. And I especially get nervous when I have a guest that actually comes down here and we, you know, I get them a mic, they here with me. And it's like, all right. They came to me because they felt like I, I do something good. Like, let me let me give them the experience that they're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me be the part. Like, but I've all I've always felt that way in every good or great thing that I that I that either I do or people feel that I do. Like, uh, like you you know, I play I play sports growing up as well. So mm-hmm. it was always a, a, a silent prayer that I always said to myself before I took the field, or before I took the court. Like I used to do my warm-ups with my shoes untied. And a lot of people like, bro, that's <laughs> okay, cool. A lot of people used to think that was crazy. Like, bro, you could roll your ankle in warm-ups. I'm like, I'm not going that hard, bro. Like I'm just warming up. I'm just going, walking through the motions. But when I tied my shoes, I always said a prayer and it was like, man, please let me be the man or the player that I feel that I am. Please let me be the person that I, I feel I can be. Please help me do the things that I feel I can do that I believe I can do. You know what I'm saying? I always said that little type of silent prayer, something to that, to that effect. And I always said that while I tied my shoes, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this. So this is, you know what I'm saying? An uncut, uh-huh. uncut exclusive, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> I kind of I kind of still say that same thing to myself every time I do a cast. Like, man, let me listen. Let's just be a good show. Please let me be the, the host that I can be. Please let my personality show. Please let the person that I am uh, uh, affect the show that I'm about to do. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hey. Then I I say that to myself. I look at the co-host. Like, hey, is everybody good? Y'all straight? Y'all ready? All right, cool. Then I keep my I keep my engineer. He gave me the countdown: five, four, three, two, 
And then it's go, yo, 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 it's your man, E. Carter. And it's some, for, <laughs> another episode of First Class Podcast, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's just kind of how I go. But do I get nervous or a little, little scared, a little timid, man, before every show? Yeah, but something that I learned from playing sports, man, if you're not nervous, man, then you don't care about what you're doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, now, that's <laughs> You said what? You got it. You got it. No, I'm saying that. Yeah, that's that's just that's just me, man. I know a lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of people don't see it like way. But a lot of those people never played sports or or wasn't in the sports how I was in the sports. Like me, me and and football and sports, man. It didn't. Te- it taught me a lot about the game, but it also taught me a lot about life and a lot about uh, acceptance, a lot about being eager, a lot about anticipation, a lot about excitement and how to control some of those things and be able to focus on what you're doing. So if you're nervous and scared before you before you do something that you feel passionate about or feel big about, then I feel like that's that's perfectly understandable and normal. Oh yeah. Man, when I used to when I used to do that when I <laughs> cuz it's so funny you said that. I used to have my shoes untied and I had these uh these ankle braces and like they had like the ankle braces with the, you know what I'm saying when you pull the scrap over the front and I used to always have mine unscrapped in the back yeah. and I just did it because I thought it looked cool I was like I wouldn't even yeah. you know what I'm saying I, I just tried to be fly on the field it didn't have nothing to do with like all of that type stuff but that's funny. that's funny you said that I used to be I used to be really nervous I remember like my best my best game well maybe not my best game um no give me your fact, best game. My best game, my best game um was we played the school Greenville. And Greenville was um they was uh it was a third it was a third round playoff game my senior year. And they was like the absolute as far as offense, best offense in the league. I mean well, the best offense in the state. Like they had the number one, yeah, the quarterback was the number two in passing yards. The running back was number one in rushing yards, and their receiver was number one in, in um, receiving yards. Uh, his yeah. name was Lamarcus Boswell. He was he was gonna go to Kentucky, but he had he had he had street dreams, man. He didn't make it. Um, I hate that. But um, yeah, man, he actually ended up getting gunned down. Um, but but yeah, so it's like going into the game, like because we had lost we lost two games that year. Uh, we lost to Burns, which was a, a nationally ranked team. We lost to them, and then uh, we end up we we won like like six straight. And you know what I'm saying? You know, you get that time where you get you know you get a little big headed, and we thought we right. thought we couldn't be fucked with, and you know end up losing another game. But anyway, so we end up having home field advantage, and like they was pissed because like we haven't lost a game. How y'all get home field advantage? And they said that we had a tougher schedule, right? So everybody's saying, oh, they about to lose. They too good. This, that, this, that. Anyway. Anyway, I'm preparation, man. People don't understand how important preparation is. And I'm watching this dude on film. And I said, like, this is the number one receiver. <laughs> like, I'm about to lock this dude down. <laughs> like, right. he, like every time, every time he got to go on his breaks, he raised up. You know what I'm saying? Like he he just didn't have the techniques down, so he averaged a hundred. Listen, not the whole game. First half, he averaged 160 yards in the first half of receiving. Yes, I held this dude 
to 64 yards. The only reason he got 64 yards was because they had they had me following him around. But if it was a three receiver set, they had me on the backside. So okay. he was on the other side. And that dude, the most beautiful screenplay I've ever seen in my life, dude. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you on 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 because I got it on Facebook. I'm gonna send it to you. I mean, it opened up like a like, dude. It was just like amazing. So I'm on the other side, and I had to be the one to run them down. So he got 40 yards on that screenplay, but I had oh, two man. picks that game. I had two picks and held the number one receiver in the state, the 64 yards receiver. So like oh, yeah, that was dope. probably. That was probably my best game. But, like, I was going to say, like, as far as being nervous, my first year, like, I started – like, I was on varsity my freshman year, but I didn't start. But we punished a lot of people, so I played a lot. But then when I became a starter, by, it was the second game we played Burns. And, like, they had this dude, uh, Terrell Allen. He ended up going to Pittsburgh. And, like, dude – I played the way me and my dude played it because at that time we had Sergio on the team. Sergio ended up going to Clemson. And, like, dude, we had two corners. I'm 6'2", Sergio 6'3". They used to call us the Twin Towers. And, like, so the way me and Sergio did was so we get both sides of the field, I just stayed on one side. And when they flipped, so I would be the left corner one, you know, one quarter, then I'm the, the, uh, the right corner. Nobody caught a pass that whole game on my side of the field. And that was all fear and nerves, like all oh, yeah. fear and nerves, and it was just like so. Then I had to look at it, like, because I mean, I don't know if I I tell you when I get nervous when it comes to podcasting. When I get nervous is when when me and Aunt come in. Well, two reasons, well, two things. When me and Aunt come in, Aunt come in. What are we talking about? I'm, I'm gonna ask you, <laughs> like, I don't know what we gonna talk about. And oh, I yeah. do, you know, a lot of times that be our best part. Sometimes we'll go two hours. Without having a game plan, not knowing what we're gonna talk about, we just bring up something. Hit record, thing, you know. Hit record, dude, and we go two hours. And like the other time, I got nervous. Actually, it was a couple weeks ago when I had my guy Willie McGee on. You know what I'm saying the uh, the athletic director from Saint Vincent Saint Mary. You know what I'm saying okay. me and um, me and Willie went to school together, and I was nervous because it's like, yo, like this is the biggest interview I've had. Like, I mean, this dude is in a whole. <laughs> A whole movie. You know what I'm saying? With LeBron James. This is like, and like, even though I know him like on a personal level, but we haven't talked since college. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, yo, like this is a this is a good look. And it's just like it's like, yo, I gotta have my voice right. I was like, I gotta have my questions. I was like, I was just so nervous because it was just like, and then like once he came on, like you know how me and you talk, you know, before we hit record. And they were just like, like shit, man. This is Willie, like you know what I'm saying, this is right. the guy Willie. Like I'm, I'm nervous. So like, everything, for no everything damn just reason. come down, like yeah, right. Yeah. And everything just kind of subside real quick. Yeah, that's yeah. Man. Now, I love that you're a football player, bro, because I love talking football. Like as you know from the C podcast, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I played linebacker in high school, but I played, uh, I played safety and some. I played like two years of semi-pro, so I played safety and semi-pro. Um, my, I'm gonna tell you my first, my my ner- my most nervous game. First, my most nervous game was, I was nervous every game, but the very first one, the more I'm like, oh, on edge, 
I was a freshman in high school. Last game of the season, it's our rival. They get me to start in the locker room. Okay. They come to me and say, hey, Carter, you starting? I said, what? They said, you starting? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, all I did was dress. You know what I'm saying? I might be on punt. You know what I'm saying? But everybody, like, I'm a freshman, bro. Like, half of these mugs is faster than me anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, uh-huh. I'm just out there hitting bodies. Sometimes I don't even play. I'm just out there living the life. So, they tell me I'm starting last game of the season. Division rivals, man. So, I'm like, man, what? Like city rivals, not even. I don't even think we was in the. We're not in the same division, but it was just city rivals, like from the from the nineties, like all the way up. Like they was always the rivals. So I go outside when we warming up. My mom already there. I go. I'm like, ma, come here, come here. So she come down. Like, what's wrong? I'm like, ma, I'm starting. She like what? <laughs> <laughs> she like what? She like I. I'm not mad. I'm kind of happy for you, but against them big boys out there, I'm like, <laughs> yes. I, bro, eyes wide. I'm wide eyed, like, yes, ma. She like, she, she like, all right, come on, come here with me. Give me a hand. Said a prayer right there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, don't let my baby get hurt. Da, 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 you know oh, what I mean? So man. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, all right, cool, but we warm up, man. I was only in there for uh, I was only in for two series, but it was a lifetime. So <laughs> I didn't do nothing during like first, like first down, man. They spot the ball like after kickoff, boom, everything. I go out, out on the field. They're getting ready. They're trying to spot the ball. It's this big uh guard, bro. He huge. He huge. He gotta be every bit of six seven, six eight. Oh man. Three, three, four, something. He huge like rev. Hurry up and put the ball down. I've been waiting to kill somebody all day. And from the look of it, it looked like I'm over him. I play linebacker. I'm like, I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? I ain't <laughs> never been, I ain't never been sweet. So I'm a I'ma meet you where I gotta meet you at. But he got way too much intensity for me, bro. And he too big. Like, I'm gone. But luckily, right when he spotted the ball, one of my linemen just came over. I'm like, I slid to the outside. All right, bet. This is where I'm comfortable at because my freshman year, we was like a uh, – I was like a T-sizzle back in the day, like where I, I didn't have to be in three-point, but I was just rushing off the end, had outside containment. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to really drop back in coverage. My whole job was to just rush, keep outside containment. Loved it. Was good at it. Did my job, right? Did no plays come my way, so all my all my anxieties like set aside. So they go to punt. On the freshman team, I had two punt two punt blocks that season. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to get one, and I got one on the varsity in practice. But you know, I jumped over somebody, got one. He got cussed out. It was great. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, oh. I'm like, I know I ain't make no tackles. I ain't make no noise. But if I get a pump block on varsity, I'm the man. Ain't nobody over me. I'm like, I got a free lane. They ain't tripping. Boom. They hyped the ball. I get a good jump. The guy on the other side was faster than me. He was a senior. He come. He make, you know what I'm saying? He make notice first. So the punter tuck it run my way. So I got to break down, pan out. So I pan out. I get my angle. I'm chasing them down. Boom. 
Cracker. Now, in hindsight, from everybody else's view, it looked like I cracked. I good hit on the sideline. Cuz left his feet, everything. In reality, I got hit into him. <laughs> somebody uh -oh. hit me. I don't even know where it came from. I just felt somebody, a force, boom, go send me into him. And it was just crazy, man. I woke up wide-eyed on my uh, all my homies that was also freshmen. And that was the first series. They get they get me up. They like, bro. So what's it like out there? I'm like, bro, it's fast. They're like, what? I'm like, it's, I'm like, it, it's fast, bro. It's fast as hell. Everybody move fast. The lineman fast. The quarterback fast. The running back fast. The punter fast. Everybody fast, bro. It's crazy. I'm like, I don't even know how long was I out there. They was like, bro, we, we had a three and out. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, it was crazy. And then I got in for the second series, man. I ended up scoring. And then I got beat on the end of round for a two-point conversion. Got cussed out on the headset. I'm just like, coach, stay fast. He was like, all right, cool. You did a good job, Carter. We'll work on it next year. Go ahead and chill out. I'm like, cool. <laughs> and I chilled out. But my best, but my best game, man, uh, my best high school game. My best high school game was uh we played against this team called uh Western Hills. Uh they're from Cincinnati. Uh if didn't nobody know, I'm from Dayton, Ohio, O H I O, you know. Um so they we playing them the year before my it was my senior year, but the year before was my junior year. They blew us out. And we had to go to their place. They got a dirty field. It was I hated it, bro. I didn't really play that much. Uh we got blew out. My senior year, it was on the floor. Like they come to our place. We got the turf going, the lights going, homecoming. Oh yeah. You know, it's my senior year now. It's time to eat. I ended up getting 12 tackles, three sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and an interception. Like, yeah. it was, it was, it was dog eat dog that day. Like, and the, and the funny thing is, and I and I love and miss high school, especially high school football so much. Cause you know, that's the first time you, unless you grow up with siblings, those your brothers, you know what I'm saying? You oh, going yeah. in the battle with them. That's how they teach you. That's how you bred. And uh, my uh, outside linebacker on the other side, his name was also Eric. But his name was spelled uh, in the Spanish way, Enrique. So we call him EQ. And then, you know, I would just eat. No lie, man. We on the field and we we made we used to make bets on the field pre-snap. like pre -snap. Bet you $5, I get there first. All right, bet. Boom. Go. Whoever get there first. All right, next play, double it up. Hell yeah. Next play, double it up. So you know we coming. We coming off top. And like I said, I had that our our secondary, we had a, a sophomore in the secondary. He ended up getting the paper for that game. He ended up having like four picks that game. Just just because the heat that we was putting on them. But that was that was my best that was one of my best games. I also uh I also had a, a bit of an article in that in the Dayton paper with that too. But like I said, I was nervous that game too, man. And then as far as a podcast, uh being nervous, the biggest episode I was the most nervous on is the one where I had my brother Siege, my sister Shonda, like they both got their own little, little business going. They both got podcasts and stuff like that too. Uh my sister Shonda, she got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on. But it was like, to me, they was already kind of 
established and doing what they was doing. And I was kind of just getting it off. And I'm like, and they just so happened to both be in town that day. And I'm, they're like, well, what you doing? I'm like, man, I got a show to do. They're like, well, can I come? I'm like, you know what? Y'all here, just be on the show. Bro, I had some extra mics. She had some equipment. We sat down. We hooked everything up. Man, I was over here. <laughs> before we started, <laughs> I'm, over, I'm over here sweating. I'm like, man, y'all hot. Everybody like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, man, all right, cool. <laughs> and then once we started going in the floor of the show, everything subsided. And I was like, man, all right, cool. Like, these are my people. Like, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't kick it with y'all. We didn't. You know what I'm saying? We was doing stuff and kicking and hanging out before this. So everything kind of just like let at ease. But I was I was nervous, man. I'm like, man, they already do this stuff, man. I don't, I don't want to be whack. And then they go back later and be like, man, he be giving a whack <laughs> show, bro. Ain't nothing organized. Ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? I just had that. Yeah. I just had that type of anxiety over me, especially like I always kind of feel that way when I have a guest on, man, because I just want to, like, because for you to agree to it, you feel like I'm doing something good. And I just want to give you the experience or I want the experience to be what you think it is when you come on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. And, like, and like even you noticed, I, I started branching out more lately. Like, a lot of the times, it's just been me and Unc, and then when it came to this podcast, I would just do them solo. And uh, but hold on, bro, real quick, man, because like these football stories are fucking fun as fuck, man. Because like <laughs> it is, like I mean, because like my, I mean, if you want to go by the stats, like my best game was my my senior year when we played Burns, and like we was down twenty one at halftime, and coach made a change. He ended up putting my homeboy Sinclair. You probably heard him on the podcast. Put him at quarterback, and he was like, "Look, son, I'm gonna need you to go both ways." So I'm like, all right, cool. So second half, I was going both ways. Cause see, I always was groomed to be a receiver. I was I, like, I was on. Everybody wanted to be. Everybody wanted to be a receiver growing up, especially in our era, bro, in our generation. <laughs> everybody wanted to be either Jerry Rice or Randy Moss, like everybody. Yes, yes, man. Like because Jerry Rice, I'm a 49ers fan. Jerry Rice always been my guy, and so I'm sitting here. I like I was on the ninth grade team in seventh grade. So I was always at the high school, you know what I'm saying? So I was I've been in the system for so long. So like I was like grown to be a receiver. They ended up switching me to defensive back because we was playing everything always happened against Burns. Like Burns is our rival, you know what I'm saying? And then it sucks when your rival get that you know nationally known. They going out to California and going out to Ohio. They played somebody in Ohio, I forgot who it was. Like they went out to California a couple of times. I mean, they was playing teams in Texas. And it's like we playing them, and it's usually a game. And that game, it turned into a game. But anyway, we playing them on JV, right? And on JV, dude, listen, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. JV matters to me. I hold the record for yes, the most receiving yeah. yards. I, I had the record <laughs> for the most receiving yards. Like I was, man, I was murdering people at receiver, man. So we playing Burns, and this one dude, he just kept getting, I mean, murdered, man. I mean, he was getting mossed like everything, like every possession. So coach looked at me and said, Sean, just just do something. So I thought going both ways. <laughs> so I'm playing defensive back. Never played defensive back before. Never played it. So then we go into the sophomore year, and the coach is like, first, we get we in spring practice. First team D. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm on the sidelines chopping it up. I'm waiting on the offense to come around. Right. John, get out of here. I'm like, huh? He's like, man, get out of here. He's like, I said, man, I'm receiver. I just did that last year to help y'all out. And he was like, nah. He was like, man, he was like, look, you're the best we got. He was like, man, just go out here and do the best you can. So that's why, like, a lot of it was was fear because I I was like, I don't want to play defensive back. But the more I played it, the more and more that shit got fun. But anyway, when to get back to that game, I'm playing both sides. I ended up, I ended up with seven in the second half. I ended up having seven catches for 89 yards, and I and I got a pick in the second half. And like at that that second half, dude, I did not leave the field. I mean, I was cramping everything because I was on every special team. <laughs> so I was on I was on the kickoff. The only one I wouldn't know was kickoff return. I was on kickoff. Yeah. I was on punt return. I was on punt. I was on doing offense. I was doing defense. Like I, I was, wasn't coming uh, out the field. Yeah, I played. I played both ways. My eighth grade year and my freshman year. After that, I was just I was straight defense. After that, uh, my eighth grade year, I played play receiver. I went out for receiver. I went out for receiver. My seventh grade, they put me on defense. My eighth grade year, I went to defense. Coach put me at receiver. <laughs> he was like, hey, you got to play both ways. So, like, you know, middle school ball was a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least here, they didn't – for some odd reason, they didn't they didn't think people could kick or nothing like that. So, we couldn't punt. They marked it off so many yards. That was the punt. So, offense go off. I'm, I'm jogging to the defensive huddle. Like, hey, what's going on? You know what I'm saying, but I also was the middle linebacker in the defensive huddle too. So I'm, I'm calling the plays. My eighth grade year was probably, probably one of the most. Even though we had a losing season, it was probably the most fun I had playing defense because my coach gave me, and it was his birthday today. Happy birthday, Coach B. He was my eighth grade coach, and uh, ended up being my high school defensive coordinator and uh, defensive line coach. But happy birthday, Coach B. He uh. He gave me full reign. He gave me full reign. He called a plan and did let me do what I had to do for the front seven. Secondary, that was on something else. But I, man, I was changing everything at the line. If you was my homie, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you blitzing, you blitzing, I'm blitzing. Y'all two stay in coverage. Like I think we ran like a four six, like most times, like because that's the type of defense we had. Like we we was trash because our offense was all seventh grade. All seventh grade offense, lineman, quarterback. Our running back was a senior, and we had senior receivers. But he didn't have no time. Defense was all eighth grade. Man, we was eating, man. We was eating. I was I had I had a ball because I blitzed every play. I didn't drop back in coverage. I didn't really learn how to drop back in coverage until I was a sophomore. Honestly. Wow. Like, seriously, <laughs> bro. Like, because like between eighth grade and my freshman year, all I had to do was rush the quarterback. Like, and I loved it, bro. Like, to this day, I feel like no lineman within within my rating at, at now. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely not in shape. So if you're not in shape, you're around my age. To this day, I don't feel like no lineman can block me one-on-one. Period. Like. I was doing the Dwight spin move before I even seen Dwight do it. Like, and then I moved up to varsity and that spin move didn't work. When I spin inside, uh -huh. the running back, boop, boop, go outside. 
I got cussed out. I had to run after practice. But I was always one of those type of players. Like, I had mad dedication. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a teacher taught me this when I was young. That was like, look, Eric, you were a special type of person. Like, it, it can it could be a gift or a curse. Anything that you want to do, you apply yourself damn near all the way to it. You do your work late. You get up early. You you know what I'm saying? You will do what's necessary to do what you want to do. But if it's something that you don't want to do, then you really don't care. You know what I'm saying? And football was one of them things I was passionate about. So after a game, immediately after a game, by the time we get back to the school, hit the locker room, I go to the coach. Hey, coach, what do I need to work on for next game? He's like, man, I ain't even seen tape yet. I'm like, but you was watching the game. He's like, man, look, I'm not just watching you. I'm like, all right, cool. But you've seen a couple plays. Like, what do I need to work on? <laughs> I didn't practice. I didn't practice after practice. I didn't I didn't practice after a game. I didn't make my people like, hey, can you stay in the parking lot for like just 30, 45 minutes one time? I got to I got to do something real quick. Just working on stuff. My coach told me if I see you do that spinning again, you running until I get tired. And everybody know what that means. You running for like at least two hours. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, cool. I need somebody to come with me. We hit the field and I just worked on that. I'm like, you need to cut off this side. Like just cut off my outside right now. And then we're going to work on you cutting off my inside. Because what I used to do is I used to push outside. And if you cut it off, give you the little push with the elbow, spin inside to the play. Like I said, once I hit the varsity level, it didn't work like that. I was telegraphing. Yeah. So I had to develop. I had to develop the rip, the swim. I had to develop something else to where I wasn't turning my back to the football. And it was just the dedication and the work. And one thing that I'll never forget just on the football stories, man, after I graduated, I'm undersized as a linebacker. But one thing my coach said, he said, just mental game and knowing the game of football and knowing how to play the game. Like, just knowing how to play, not size, nothing, just knowing how to play the game and having the knowledge of the game. He said he can play with any school in the country, D1, D2, it don't matter. He could play with any any of them boys in the country. But size, speed, and everything else, that's where he, that's where his downfall comes in. And it's funny because that ended up showing out when I played semi-pro. I played semi-pro. I got I was the only person on the defensive on the defensive side my first year playing semi-pro that got nominated. I didn't go, but I got I was the only person on my team on the defensive side that got nominated to the all-star game. Mm-hmm. And my coach was looking like, bruh, what is it? Like, who did you play for? So I said Meadowdale. Like that's the high school I played for. He was like, nah, I'm talking about like where'd you play college ball at? I was I started playing at 20 and ended up turning 21 mid-season. I'm like, Coach, I, I've never played college ball. I've never been on the college campus to play college ball. Like, I didn't attend college and then drop out or nothing. Like, I play, I got high school experience in street ball. Like, that's what I got. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm dead ass. Like, for real, I'm not lying to you. All I got is high school and street ball experience. He's like, man, so you telling me between practice and the games, like, like everything that you give me, and I and I also move my position to safety at that time when I played semi-pro. So he was like, man, between all of that, bro, you telling me that you're doing all of this off of high school experience? I'm like, yeah. 
he like, boy, you, you need to go to college, man. Like, like you can easily, like, like basically, like he was like, man, you can easily play for somebody, man, and start, man, be a, you know what I'm saying, be an attribute to the team. Like, man, he like, man, you not no backup, right? And that, and that's between those two coaches, those was the biggest words as far as playing football that I that I've ever heard. Just from my status and stuff like that. Like, bro, like you you could be a starter anywhere, bro. Like you, you know the game of football. You know how to play the game of football. Even if it don't set you up. I love playing safety because I, I seen everything. So I know how you feel as a DB. You know what I'm saying? So I see everything. I'm like, so I'll look at you over there like, hey, they got trips to the right, you singled on the left. If I'm your free safety, and we in cover three. I'm going to tell you, like, hey, Sean, you locked up. Yeah. Fuck the zone. Did it. Fuck the zone. You you locked up, bro. You have no, especially if you're the best. You know what I'm saying? You the guy. I'm like, bro, you have no help over top. I'm shading towards the right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, bet. Mm-hmm. Bye. I don't know, man. It's, it's something about that game. It, it, it always call you, bro. We can talk about football all day. You already know. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hey, dude, like, I am telling you, like, this shit is so fucking fun because, like, I like if I had that worth asset that you're talking about, like things would have shaped up a little differently for me. Cause like I was the guy, like when when we was in workouts, all the stuff, I'm giving you 110 off rip, all effort, everything. But once it was over, I left. You know what I'm saying? But see, a lot of that was because I worked in high school. Like I had to work every weekend. You know, so I worked at Wendy's. So it was just like, dude, I can show out on Friday night and I'm going straight home because I got to be at work at seven o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So like I didn't really give that 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 extra effort, you know what I'm saying, to push myself through. And but a lot of that was I think it's both things. I think it's not ha- not being talented enough for them to be like, yo, we don't give a damn what your grades look like. Like we want you here because that happens. Like I wasn't that good. Not like I was not for not for us. Not for us because no lie, man, not to mean not meaning to cut you off, but like for me, that's how I went into it. I went into it like all I gotta do is excel at playing ball. If I excel at playing ball, I'm good. It wasn't the case. Uh, that 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 time, that era, maybe I wasn't at the right school. <laughs> They're like, nah, <laughs> man, like I miss I missed half of my senior year due to grades. And I and I pulled back, and one of my biggest regrets is especially my senior year because we missed the playoffs, which in my four years in high school was the only time we was even eligible for the playoffs. Our freshman oh, year, our, our varsity went one and nine. My sophomore year, they went like – they was terrible. I don't even know what they went. My junior year, they was high. But everybody told us we was trash since day one, freshman year, day one. They're like, y'all too small, y'all undersized, y'all ain't going to be able to play at this level. They're going to run through y'all. This is all what the upperclassmen said. We went mm-hmm. seven and three. We missed the playoffs by seven tenths of uh, – no, four tenths of a point. Not four points, four tenths of a point. We missed the playoffs, bro. And the thing was is that we played our rivals because we always played our city rivals last game of the season every year, never fails. And our senior year, it was if you whoever wins this game, you win, you win. 
And we went, we went down and won 16-14. I even, and I was on the side, I had to be on the sideline. My man EQ, he got a big hit on their sideline and he pointed to me. He did my little, my little showboat I used to do. It was like, bro, that one's for you because you're supposed to be out here. And then we had a sophomore fullback that put in the last two points for the go-ahead. That put in, a, and we called him Helmets Off because as a fullback, he was popping helmets off. And mm-hmm. he, he was a heavy load. And he, boom, popped his way in there. We won by two. And I got a little hit stick on the sideline because they was coming in hot. You know how it is. Everybody's supposed to clear out the way. Like you said, you got to be a little nuts, you know what I'm saying, especially to play defense. I didn't move. I seen the guy. I, I lowered my shoulder. He got on full gear. I'm a civilian at this point. I lowered my shoulder. Boom. Everybody like, bro, you just had to get you a hit. I'm like, I had to, bro. I can't run onto the field. They're like, bro, are you okay? I'm like, I'm great. They're like, bro, how are you going to hit somebody in pads and you not in pads? I'm like, bro, I play linebacker. Bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's probably why my body messed up now, but <laughs> you know how yeah. I know. But I don't know, man. That's oh, yeah. that was my biggest regret was was uh, was was grades, especially my my senior year of high school. Cause I felt like I was man, and I was having like almost me and me and my middle my middle linebacker, which is who is still my homie today. Me and him was going back and forth in this uh, in the tackles category, and he ended up being number one on the all time high school list that year. So if I wasn't going to end up, I could have ended. I could have ended up either number one ahead of him or number two. That's so. dope. That's dope, man. Like for me, like my regrets, and and then I, I promise I'll be moving. Um, but like my regret, I got the same regret. I, I, it wasn't to the point where I missed a year. It was just more of what when I really knew it was like. What I really fucked up was when I talked to the coach at North Carolina State, and he was like, yo, you need a 1250 on the SAT to get in. And I was like, shit. But I was like, there ain't no way in hell I'm going to get a 1250. And that's when I was like, it, it started to hit me like, man, if I would have had my GPA up, you know what I'm saying? Because the higher your GPA, the more flexible they'd be with the SAT. And I was just like, damn, I fucked that up, man. But you also – um Got to realize I come from a school. If <laughs> dude, we was forty nine and nine my whole four years. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We like we and then the only time, dude, three of the losses came from Burns, and then the other five, well, five of them came from one school. That was Damn. Union. Union okay. became our rival because they was in four A when we was in three A. They dropped to. 3A, my eighth grade year, so I wasn't on varsity yet. They beat our varsity team in the upper state championship because the way we do it is three playoff games, then the upper state championship, and then if you win that game, then you play in the um, championship game. So they beat our high school in the upper state championship. So then I'm on varsity my freshman year. They beat us in the upper state championship. Then my junior year, they put them in our um, division. And so we played them in the regular season, lost to them in the regular season. And then because we had three losses that year, we played them in the third round instead of the upper state championship, lost to them in that game. <laughs> so then it's like my then it's my senior year. And I'm like, yo, we beating Union this year. I don't give a fuck. So we beat them in the regular season. <laughs> so we beat them in the regular season. 
And then after we beat them, then like we knew, like, yo, this is our year. So then who do you think we play in the Open State Championship? Union. Union. So, dude, let me tell you, because you, you brought up something. When you were saying when you played safety and you was like three receivers one side, a lot of times the best corners on that back side, and like the way we did it, you just manned up. Listen, yep. my guy, it's it's that's the way things. I did it. That's not the way the coaches did it. I'm oh. I'm the type of player. I'm I'm changing stuff. Like yo, <laughs> I don't like none of this. Hey, I had signals for everybody. Like yo, you locked up. You man on man, don't count on me for help. You have no help. It's you. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. But that's the way we did it. We would run cover three on the on the uh, threes receiver side and backside you by yourself. So that best receiver come over there. I'll never forget David Smith. It's me and him. Listen, E, it's fourth and 20. Game on the line. They don't get this fourth down. It's over. We're going to state. So I knew. Yes, all you got to do is watch film. They're throwing it to David Smith. It's me and him. So the play starts. He running. And I already knew he had to at least get 20 yards. So, you know, I'm backing up in my back pedal. And so you look at the receiver, eyes get big, ball coming. I turn around. My guy. Double move. Dave, no. He, I go to jump. David pulled me down on my way up. He goes up and catch the ball. No passing interference or nothing. First down. I'm like, yo. You got to be kidding me. It's about to be my fault that we lost the union in the upper state championship on the 4th of 20 when the game is over. All we got to do is stop them and do. And then the very next play, man, free safety had got a pick and we went to state. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I went, I went, you can, it's even on the film. I went straight to him and said, boy, you saved me, bro. Like, like you say, you saved my hey. life, man. I, I'm not going to lie, bro. Congratulations, even though it's years later. Cause I, that's one thing I do not know. I have never felt what it felt like to win a championship. To just be oh, like, man. like it's us. It's 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 us. Like I'd have had my little, you know, what I'm saying we'd have had big games that we done won, and you know, I know what that felt like. But to win a championship, man, that's. That's dope. Even every year to this day, when I see the Super Bowl and I see the Lombardi Trophy get held up, I just be like, damn, I know that feels good. And I have no idea what that feels like. <laughs> Especially, I mean, it's hey. a Super Bowl, but just to win a championship and say, hey, yeah, we the best in the state, we the best in the city, we the best in the county, you know what I'm saying? And the year that we were supposed to do all of that, they put us out by a team that had a worse day. They was they went seven and four. No, six and four. They went six and four. We went seven and three. And they and they beat us by four tenths of a point because of strength of schedule. We had to, we didn't even see it that night. We had to wake up to it that next morning. And then the way the way it was here is the fact of uh like the school that I played for was my home school because I ended up moving to a different school, but they didn't have a team. So they allowed you to play for who your homeschool was that you went to your freshman year. So, or you know, you could have choose. I could have, I could have jumped ship and went to a different school if I wanted to. But I'm gonna play for my homeschool, and that's what they called it. So, I had to go to another school. But before I could go to my my school that I was attending, I had to go 
to my home school, which is, is some of the folks I ain't seen since my freshman year, walk the halls, go clean out my locker, and I was eligible to play in the playoffs. Like, like I said, my, my senior year, I was ineligible half the season, the second half of the season. And I was like, hey, y'all do y'all thing. I promise y'all I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm, I'm going to be back for the playoffs, get us to the playoffs. They said, bet, we got you. I didn't talk to the head coach. I didn't talk to the defensive coordinator. Playoffs, we was about to revamp our whole defensive scheme. We had four linebackers that was all seniors, could all be starters, could all be starters, but you had to start the best, of course. We was like, we went to them with a united front. They called us the four horsemen. Our My linebacker coach called us the four horsemen because we all had different talents and different stuff that we was good at. And it's like, coach, put us all on the field at the same time. If we would have went to the playoffs that year, we was going to go to a 4-4-D. And I don't care who we was playing. We was going to shut shit down. <laughs> like, just – like, cause like, man, we we had to talk football like later, man, because like just the knowledge of the game, man. I implemented a whole system in in the in a in the passing camps and the spring games and all of that. I am implemented a whole situation because that year everybody wanted to do the spread offense here. Everybody, everybody wanted to do running gun spread offense, and we like to we like to go with our base package, and they felt like we could since we was undersized. We had speed. We had speed. We had condition. We had stamina. Linebackers can cover the tight end. We can cover running backs out the backfield. You know what I'm saying? We can chase down, depending on how fast, we can chase down a, a, a scrambling quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like, all right, look, instead of doing this, when they throw four wide receivers, one single, or, you know, you got five wides, four on, the, four on one side, one on the other, all right, instead of switching everything like this, let's rotate, hot and cold. You know, secondary going to do their thing. Us as linebackers, boom, you get hot. So you get the immediate flat because they're going to do a, a – a, it's going to be a low route, a medium route, a high medium route, and then a long route. All we have to do is come in between all of that and we can change the dynamics of the play. I implemented that in a, in a freaking passing camp. Coach looked at me, the same coach I had in, high, in, uh, in my eighth grade that gave me the reins of the defense, was like, all right, make it work. We made it work. We shut the whole team down in passing camp doing that same thing. We were shutting teams down. That best game that I said that I had happened with that same thing that I implemented. Like That's how I got my pick. I dropped one. But I got the other one. But it happened with the same thing. Like, man, this is going levels. If you're on the backside, you got a cold read. You're going to have that, that drag that's coming across the middle. Just follow it, chase it. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it was just crazy, man. It's just – and a lot of people who didn't, like, play with me or watch me play, they're like, man, I just felt like you never got to be where you could have been if you just kept playing ball. You know what I'm saying? Like – you know what the fuck is going on. Like, you know the game. Like, And it ain't even me just watching it. It's like being on the field, the smell, looking at it like, okay, that's that go-to. They got him at a slot right now. Like, 
hey, bro, I need you to jam him, bro. <laughs> like, I yeah. know we in the zone. Like, I know we in the zone, but jam him off the line. Motherfucker don't jam him. He pick up the first down, like, bro, look, bro, just listen to me. If you just listen to me, I promise you, I'm going to get us there. That, that was my biggest thing from, from middle school to high school to even semi-pro. If you just listen to what I tell y'all, bro, like I know you probably got more age, more experience. You probably even got a state championship or something on the, under your belt. I feel you, but just listen to me, bro, and I got you, bro. I swear to God, I'll, set you, I'll put you in the right position to make a play, and it's on. But, yeah, bro, we can talk about that shit all day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, man, shout out to my 2003, man, state champions, man. The state championship game was a breeze. Like, it was it was the it was the the road there. Like, once we got there, like, we man, we was up, like, 24. And then the coach called the dogs off when they went on 33-17. But, like, we went through the oh, test yeah. of Union and, and, and Greenville, you know, that had that, that huge offense. But, man, uh, you are – you have an entrepreneur mind, man. Um, you know, from wanting to start a magazine at a young age, and then you know you start the podcast, and then you get into the beard creams. So explain to people, like you know, your beard creams, your merch, all that type stuff. And how did you all get right. that mindset? I'm sorry, how did you get that mindset of wanting to do all of that stuff? Well, uh, as far as I'm gonna start off with the mindset. The mindset actually started with my mom's man. Like my mom's was a very professional woman, man, and. Uh, and she and I watched her go through. She started her own business way back in the day. And I watched her go through that process. And I watched all the things that she tried to do. And she always tried to be professional about everything that she did. And, you know, just growing up and seeing her do that, it rubbed off on me. So the older I got, man, I just kind of was just looking at life and looking at how things are going. And I'm like, I don't want to keep working these 12, 12 hours, 10 hours. I don't want to keep working for somebody else, man. I, I really want to work for myself. And I actually say that to myself every single day. I got to go to my nine to five, like for real. Yeah. But so when I started the podcast, man, because the magazine wasn't supposed to just be a magazine. The magazine was supposed to just be a start of everything else. And uh, so when I did the podcast, I'm like the same mindset, just stay with it. Like it's not going to be just a podcast. Like, it's gonna this podcast is just gonna be the start of everything else. So you know, me and my wife, we was talking and conversing and, and uh, we're having conversations about just different things. And I'm like, man, I want to start merch. I talked about it last year, last season. I'm like, man, I want to like do some merchandise, man. I see a couple of these bigger podcasts. They they have hats, they have shirts, they have uh sweatshirts they have hoodies they have, you know what i mean they have merchandise that they also sell outside of their podcast so mm -hmm. uh so it's like i want to like why can't i do that like it, it's and the same thing when it came to sports and growing up it was just like man i see somebody else doing this i'm not hating on what they're doing but it's just why can't i do the same you know, why yeah. can't I do it my way or why can't I, you know, why can't I embark on that same adventure or that same experience? So, you know, I just had to like, you know, hustle, get my grind on. And of course, working nine to five, save up the money to do it. But I'm eventually at the point where <clears throat> merchandise is pretty much about a month or so out the way. 
Uh, still working on stuff. Got most of the materials in to start printing the stuff. I got a couple of things that I play with that you might see me wear on the show. Uh, just just stuff that I play with that I'm not going to sell, so I just wear it. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then the beard cream, because I got a, I mean, I got a beard. You know what I'm saying? I've, yeah. People who know me, they're like, man, if you ask the right brother, they'll tell you I had a beard since the sixth grade. That's a lie. But I've had a beard. I've had a, I've had a, uh, a full beard for a lot of my adult life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, look, I, I dabble. In, I grab oils. I try to take, especially once I learn how to take care of it and all of that. And like, I learned that your beard is just like the top of your head. You got to take care of it. You got to wash it. You got to put oil in it. You got to comb it. You got to do all of that type of stuff, brush it, whatever the case may be. So I was like, man. I mean, having a beer, why not Why not start our own? Why not start our own? And I feel like that's something that I can market just because I have a beard and something I can like also kind of teach people on how to take care and maintain their facial hair. So uh, we started that. We just launched that about like uh, about two weeks ago, I want to say. And I was nervous on that whole, that whole first post that I made when I said it was up and going. Man, I think I was sweating that day. I'm like, uh, post. All right, cool. cool, yeah. cool. It's <laughs> out there. And then I started getting feedback and started talking to people about it. Uh, I just sold uh, I just sold two. No, I just sold three full kits uh, this week. Um, and so it's uh, uh, just for people that's listening. Um, we got uh, beard oil, beard shampoo, beard cream. And also a uh, hydrating mist, aka a refresher. So you know the refresher, and that's and that's something that I haven't seen a lot of a lot of people have. I haven't seen any any company, big or small, have anything like that. So that's something that I feel like is new, and that should gravitate people, you know, to what to what I got. And I also use all the products that I make and sell. I also use on my own beer. I know you see the grades and say, like, man, I don't know, man. I ain't trying to go great, but <laughs> you can't see it, you can't see it like this, but it's definitely soft, healthy. You know what I'm saying? And I then that's what I want to provide. People that have uh beers, big beards, small beards, man. I want it to be healthy. I want you to be able to take care of it and have every bit of the experience of having a beer that you can't have. I don't know if it helps hair growth. Uh, some of the things that we put in it is supposed to stimulate hair growth, but I need somebody to buy it <laughs> that that doesn't have a full beard to let me know if it, if it grows or not. Because <laughs> I'm I'm not clearly I'm not going to understand if it helps uh, growth or not. You know what I mean? Hey. But <laughs> that might be me. But I've been trying for ages. But I, like, listen, I didn't have a mustache until I was, like, 23, my guy. <laughs> like, oh, it man. took me forever to get anything to even grow. <laughs> hey, I know I know a lot of people like that, man. I got a brother like that. He's like, man, I ain't got nothing. Like, like, man, I love the support, but what am I going to put it on my face? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, put it, put it on your face, man. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely been quite an experience, man. It's just it's like, all right, man, I go from podcasting to, to actually full-fledged getting into this entrepreneurial world where, you know, not only am I a host, but I'm an owner, I, I, I'm selling.
selling, I'm selling products and just trying to keep that that business mind. Because one thing that I always want to do that another thing that kind of makes me nervous is that I always want to conduct good business, man. I always mm-hmm. try to uh, a couple people that does that do have our products right now. I try to do a follow up with them. Like most of them, I know. Well, pretty much everybody I know personally that's bought bought um, bought a couple of the products uh, recently. I know them personally, so um, and I started off with the oil. So all I had was the oil at first, and I was going to do samples. But I, the more I thought about it, I'm like, man, I'm that's me losing money just passing out samples because I got to buy the bottles, I got to make the product. Like all everything is homemade. This is not being rebottled and, and with a brand stamped on it. No, everything is it's definitely being homemade and cooked up here. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, I'm losing money. If everybody gets it and they like it, they're gonna just they're not gonna buy it again when they already got some of it. They're just gonna use that until they run out. So I'm losing the customer. So I'm like, man, I gotta sell it to you. You know what I mean? Like I'd love for you to just to try it, but I, I just tried it on myself. Like, look, I got it on. I'll be like, hey, look, man, I got it on right now. Like, and it's weird, but a couple people were like, bro, no homo. Can I smell your beard? Like, <laughs> like I get it, bro. Go ahead, bro. They'll be like, bro, it smell good, man. It looks shiny, bro. It looks soft, bro. Like, all right, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mess with you, bro. Let me, let me see what it's like. So I sold them that, but I always try to do a follow-up, like, after a couple of days or a week, like, man, are you using the oil, man? How you like it? Is it good on your skin? Do you like to smell? You know, and a lot of, and I've got a, a lot of great feedback, a lot of great feedback from all the products that, that people have bought, you know, so far. Haven't had anything negative, anything bad or anything like that. So it's definitely a good product, man. And anybody that that's in that has a beard that's into maintaining their beard. I know a lot of people, they're like, nah, I don't mess with it. I wash it when I'm in the shower and I just let it go. If that's your thing, that's cool. But, you know, taking care of your beer with not with natural oils, natural shampoo oils, natural cream oils, natural everything, you know what I'm saying? It's going to help it feel a little lighter. It's going to smell good. It's going to look great. And either your lady is going to love it or the ladies is going to love it too. You know what I mean? Because almost every lady loves a man with a beard. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna, I ain't, I ain't throwing no shade. So that's why I said almost. All ladies don't like a beard. All ladies don't like a beard. But you know, the ones that do like a, a nice, healthy one. So if you went to that man, mess with the, uh, uh, come to first class and get some of the first class beard products. Oh yeah, man, for sure, man. I hope nothing but success. But don't think I forgot, man. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you already know, man. Listen, I, I I listen I listen to your podcast, man, and 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 it's no disrespect to everybody else. Everybody else have you know what I'm saying that their their own thing going on, but it's just like I listen to E, and I'm like, damn, man, this dude sound like a damn philosopher, man. I was like, it's like everything he talk about, man. It just seems like he has this different kind of take on it, man, and it's like. Like where, like where did you, like where did you get that from? Like how did you get so well rounded on a lot of the topics that y'all are talking about? <laughs> One, bro, I'm not a philosopher, bro. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Even because I, I remember when you, you commented me on a while ago, like, bro, you something like a philosopher. I'm like, nah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now, nah, like, to be honest, man, I just, I kind of base it off of. 
off of one, both my parents and then life. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I've been through a, a lot of different hardships just over the years, just growing up. That's, that's what life do. And some of the things that my mom and my dad have both have both taught me on, on my, you know, growing up, which is things are going to happen. It doesn't matter how things happen. It matters how you deal with them. And that might be one of them philosopher moments, but, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but that's just kind of what I got it from. It's like, all right, you know, I can understand that you're dealing with something, but it's all, it's a flip side to everything, man. And, and that's just the way I kind of look at stuff, man. I, it really doesn't matter what it is. I, I look at, I'm looking at it maybe at a different angle, like nothing to be too far fetched, but it's something to me that feels right at home. There's something that makes it more well-rounded, something that can be understood. And I know a lot of people might not know how to take it and put it into words. So when the time strikes me and I can be able to put that feeling or that thought into some type of words, that's just kind of how it comes out sometimes, man. Like I yeah. said, man, I, they told they told me to get in the podcast because they say I got a gift again. Uh, a person, somebody, I've been been told just over the years. When I was young, a cousin of mine, she was like, "Boy, you gonna be a preacher?" I'm like, "I don't think I'm gonna be a preacher." She was like, "But you can, you can talk, and you when you talk, you got something behind what you're saying." Yeah, people you know listen. What I mean? And I, yeah, and then a couple people I didn't, I didn't heard. Uh, Oh, you should be a motivational speaker. I'm like, I don't think I got that type of charisma, but hey, if you say so, you know what I mean. And yeah. and then when I was in middle school, a couple of people was like, hey, uh, you should be a stand-up comedian. So it's just funny that this over the years, a lot of folks in thought of me as being a, a public type of speaker or speaking with people or two people or you know what I mean, something to that effect. Uh, I don't I don't see it as philosophy. I, it's not something that I cook up previous to the shows or to the topics or like it's usually it's literally just how I feel and my thought, my thought or my emotion or my take on what we're talking about. So and I and I and I give a, a lot of credit to, to my OGs, whether it's my mom, my dad, uh, my aunts, you know what I'm saying, my uncles. A lot of the OGs, a lot of the people that I didn't came across that's helped me through certain experience in my life. And like I said, my, my parents say they, they instilled in me at a young age that you're you're a big man. You're gonna be a big man. Big man doesn't mean your stature. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It doesn't mean how tall you are, how wide you are, how strong you are. Big man has everything to do with your heart and your mind and your soul. So as long as you got a good big heart, big soul, and a big mind, you always going to be a big man. And they taught me that at a young age to be able to do that. And uh, my mom is one of those people that, that always told me when I speak, I need to be heard. Mm -hmm. And not even just not not being obnoxious about it, not being the loudest person in the room. But when you speak, have some words behind it, have something behind it, have some meaning behind it. You know, uh, it's not about just what you say or how loud you say it. It's about how you say what you say. And and that's one of those things. And then, too, I, I, now it just kind of popped in my head. I I really never thought about this, bro. Like, never. 
but it might have something to do with me and my mom's verbal battles. Uh-huh. Uh, and I and I know people see me do that when I speak to my mom's and my pops because they both they both had passed away uh, a couple years a couple years back. Uh, but me and my mom used to have a lot of verbal battles, like for me getting in trouble, to me trying to extend my curfew and all of that. And I could never get her. Like I say something and she'll find a loophole in what I said and be like, "Yeah, but blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Man, what?" <sighs> And then a couple, it's, I got a couple wins. I got a couple wins on my belt, a couple of it. And when I got her and I'm like, oh, I got a stump. You know what I'm saying? So I think it kind of all started then and us having that back and forth and that those different type of dialogues and and just and everything else is just life, man. And like I said, a lot of people growing up always said that E, I, they, they, to this day, people tell me like, bro, if you let E talk to you, he'll talk to you all day. He'll talk to you all day. He'll talk to you all night. It doesn't matter what it's about. You can talk about 16 different topics. He'll still can come back to the first one. He got a gift of gab. And I guess with that gift of gab comes a little bit of wisdom, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah. But I appreciate you saying that. I, I'm, I'm going to take you saying as me being a philosopher <laughs> as I, I, drop, I drop some gems from time to time. Oh yeah, for sure, and that's what I mean, man. Like, and, and no, you got to get that. Yeah, and and I'm I'm glad you do what you do, man. It, like, you know, at some point, uh, well, first off, man, you know, sorry to hear about your parents. I heard you say it earlier. I was just trying to squeeze it in. Um, at no, some cool. point, it, it, it is what it is, man. That's life. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I it, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And like, man, you 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 have a gift. Um, I'm hoping that you know with with this interview on this podcast that, you know, I could bring some people to come over there and check you guys out on the first class podcast and as well as the C podcast. Um, also, man, I'm hoping that people will go over and support your business, get some of your merch, get some of your beard cream, all of that type stuff. And, and yes. also, man, the, uh, something that you said earlier, you know, for you to even accept to even come on, like, I feel that way. It's like, you know, for, for people to come on, it's like, yo, like, you must be feeling what I'm doing, or at least I must be doing something right. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you and any guest that I ever get on, you know, to come to my podcast. So I appreciate you definitely, man, for coming on and, and rocking with the boy and actually reading some of my comments and I'll be posting. You know what I'm saying? When y'all be doing the free um, first class the podcast. Live, yeah. yeah, man. I'm going to have to at some point, man. I'll, hey, either way, man, the, the first class, either on the C Whatever, like I'm, I'm, I'm always down. See, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to, cause you know we do all our stuff. Like everybody be here, you know what I mean. So yeah. I gotta figure out a way to, to kind of get you in, man. If not, man, we gotta, we gotta, we might have to figure out a way for you to take a trip and come down to Ohio one time. Hey, you know, I, I, I did one, um, in studio with, um, uh, with Gan and uh, Scoops, man, back in, um, okay, that was, that was. Damn, when was that? That was 2019. But okay, yeah, I'm about time, to say yeah. But see, but at the time though, I was I was I was kind of in a relationship with a girl that was in Ohio. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's the main reason I was even up there. And come to find right. out, Scoop was 10 minutes down the road. Like, how odd is oh, that, so, my guy? Like so this cool. If if he was 10 minutes down the road, I'm 15 minutes down the road. 
Oh, but that's oh, but that, that that whole relationship is dead. like that's no, nah, you know I know, I got, I got you. But I'm <laughs> just, I'm just saying, if you remember the location, then if he was ten, then I'm about maybe like thirteen, fifteen minutes. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, man. You know, I'm, I'm working on some stuff. Like, I'm, I'm actually going down to uh, Florida this year. Like, that's the one thing that I'm doing. But you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see uh, if anything could be worked out. Or uh, if not, but but even but like this can't be the last time we do this, even if it's back on oh, the platform. Because like I got, I still got tons of more questions, man. Um, we, uh, but we, I, we I also do, I also do. Didn't mean to cut you off. I also do have another platform that we can do, man. Um, we uh, I do. I am doing an interview stint too, so we can definitely probably do an interview stint where, you know, the the roles are reversed and we can do it like that too. Oh yeah, man. I'm definitely down, man. Cause you, you too cool of a dude, man. Like this, this has been in the works for a while. Cause what I really even thought about it. Cause I remember, um, Scoots was the one who really kicked it all off. You know what I'm saying? He had us do, uh, something for, um, isolated society. And it was me, you, Scoots, and like two other dudes. A couple other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, and then I started listening to you more consistent. And I was like, yo, I was like, I need to get him on the pod, man. So uh, I'm glad we was able to work this out, man. It's been truly a definitely. pleasure. And I appreciate you definitely, man, for coming on the podcast with me. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to have to put your stuff in a bio um, for people to be able to find you. But uh, is there any other stuff that you want to shout out before we get up out of here? Uh, not really, man. Uh, first class podcast, man. I'm your man, E. Carter. We are, we're all recording tomorrow. I do go live on Facebook. Um, you can check us out on First Class Podcast fan page, and that's usually where I go live live from. So we are we are recording tomorrow. I am going live tomorrow. Check that out. Um, Instagram First Class Podcast Media. No, it's just First Class Podcast on Instagram. You can check us out there too. Oh well, I hate to, I don't want to mess nobody up. I just wanted to know. Like, I'm probably not going to put this out until Monday. Um, oh, that's cool. So, but it's uh, gonna be, so yeah. but the live is already gonna be out, so they can still go back yeah. and look at it. <laughs> yeah, they can go back and look at the live, man. So uh, that's where you can go. Uh, the first class podcast is on all major platforms. Right, I listen to you on Spotify. Um, but you know, you can go to Spotify. I'm pretty sure you're on Apple Podcasts as well, right? No, I, that's on one thing I have not touched is Apple. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. I'm. Me and Apple, it's not a dispute type of thing, but my my Stolen Time podcast is like nobody is it's in I, I tried to reach out to Apple to fix it and like all they tell me is to do this and it's like I can't do that and all this lots type so you can't search it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you already subscribe, the new episodes pop up, but everything is good as far as the the stuff the twenty eight minutes or less. But anyway, everybody, man, please go out support E with everything that he got going on. Um, I hope that this interview, everybody's seen how interesting of a dude you are because I feel like you're very interesting that they pulled him over there. And um, Thank you. man, no problem, man. I appreciate you coming on. And for everybody else, man, this is episode 40 of the uh, 28 Minutes or Less podcast. And your boy's out. <laughs>